Breaking free from narcissistic abuse can be extremely challenging and extremely hard to do, especially when we talk about breaking free and going no contact. Like when you're trying to maintain no contact, it's going to be one of the hardest times you will go through as a survivor of narcissistic abuse. Today, I want to explore just some strategies and some ideas to help you stay encouraged and resolute in your decision to keep the crucial distance you have to have between you and the toxic person. I want to try to walk you through to help you have tools to prioritize your well-being and to build a life free from toxic influence. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to help you understand narcissistic abuse. I use this channel to try to help people break free from narcissistic abuse and live lives in freedom mentally and emotionally from toxic people versus being sucked back in. One of the ways to do that is by going no contact. And side note, one thing I need you to understand is no contact is not a guarantee to heal you or to fix the problem. No contact is just a great way to have a container or have a capacity to heal. And it doesn't mean that you're going to heal because then you still have to put in the work. You still have to put in the effort each day to work through the hard things that you need to do to heal and to grow yourself. So I want you to think first and foremost, like understanding the cycle, like in order to actually understand this and to actually break free from the pendulum swing of back and forth, think of it being like a waveform on like a monitor, like a heart monitor where it goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And I want you to think about the past couple months or couple of years with the narcissist and what that actually looks like. How has it been where he's gone up and down in the relationship? Y'all are together, then y'all are separate. Y'all are great, then y'all are awful. It, it feels wonderful, it feels amazing, then it feels like hell. And this back and forth is what narcissists oftentimes have. When you go no contact, it's going to feel like the most awful thing that's ever happened to you. When you go no contact, it's going to feel like you're an addict that is on a withdrawal. And you're like, I need this person. I have to have them. I'm craving interacting with them. Even though logically, you might know that it's a bad idea. You might know that you shouldn't be with this person. You shouldn't act, act with this person, but you still want them. You still want to interact with them. This is where it gets really, really, really hard for people to break free. Mentally, emotionally, physically. Okay, so it's understanding first and foremost, this pendulum swing back and forth, good and bad up and down. Once you can recognize that it goes in a cycle, it will start to help you understand that you have to be committed to no contact. Because when you go no contact, it's going to feel bad. But when you contact the person, it'll feel great for a little bit, and then it'll go back down. Like being able to understand narcissistic cycle is important. So oftentimes the cycle of love bombing, devaluation, discard, recycle, do it all over again. If you can start to see this as a cycle, you can start to identify where you are in the cycle of like, well, right now I think he's love bombing me because it feels great, feels amazing. And then all of a sudden he's putting you down, he's discarding you, he's moved on. Then he comes back and he does it all over again. And so you start to see this in the no contact zone because you're like, wait, oh, well, I could do this, but it's going to go the same exact way that it's always gone because it's always followed the same cycle. You might need to sit down today and actually just write out what is the cycle that I see with this toxic person? So like take a piece of paper, sit down and write out the cycle. Love bombing. This is when it feels great. This month to this month. 
This is when it feels awful or stuff starts to shift or change. This is when he left and this is when he came back. You might have to sit down. You might have to write out multiple cycles for you to see and understand and even believe that there are cycles. We've seen people that have actually written out the cycles and they've noticed it's like to the month, almost to the day sometimes of going through these cycles of when he's acting out just to be able to get what he wants. Sometimes that's because he's cheating and he's got something on the side that happens periodically and that affects things too, but not all the times. Okay. But understanding the cycle is crucial because when you recognize this, you recognize his kindness of trying to come back in and be nice, trying to hoover you as just putting you in the middle of more emotional turmoil that's going to happen. You'll find it easier to maintain no contact when you realize this is the high before the storm. This is the good moment before it gets bad. This is the okay moment before it turns awful and ugly. And so if you understand that, it'll help you a little bit more in staying no contact, knowing that it's not going to last this way because of the past 20 other times it didn't last this way. Like you deserve having consistency and stability in your relationship. If you don't have that, it's a giant red flag. Think back to a place when he showered you with affection, only later to devalue and even discard you. Understand that this pattern can reinforce your commitment to staying away. If you see the pattern, if you see it and you acknowledge it, you're like, okay, this has happened consistently. Let me not go back and start this same cycle all over again. Like, you know, if you go back, that's what awaits you. It's going to go through the same cycle. It's going through this through the same pieces and you're going to be stuck back in the same exact place. All right. So second thing that I want to point out is building this fortress of support, like being able to have a support system, people that actually understand and know what's going on. Now, this could be a therapist. It could be a counselor. It could be a support group or a community. It could be some people that actually see and understand what you're going through. This might not be your friends and family. They might not actually understand or they might not get to a place where they truly, truly get the abuse that you've gone through. And that's okay. Because if someone hasn't gone through it, they might not get it at all. It's the difference between talking to someone who's never had a drop of alcohol and, draw, and talking to a, a recovered alcoholic when you're on your journey of getting alcohol free. Like, it's great that this other person wants to support you, but they don't understand the challenges, the struggles, the pieces they need to go into healing versus the person who's already walked that path. So if you're able to get into a community with other people who have actually been in your shoes, who have been abused, who have been gaslit, and they've found their way back out using the tools and the systems, like then you get to the place of being like, ah, got it. These are my people. These are the people that actually get me, that actually understand me. But you have to build this. It's not something that's just going to fall into your lap. You have to be able to seek it out to be able to work through it. Like one of the most effective ways to stay encouraged during the no contact piece is to have this strong community. So you can even put in the community, I'm struggling because I want to contact them right now. And people will be like, no, don't do it. Or people will be like, hey, I did that. This is what happened. People can connect with you. And when you do this, it helps you be stronger going through it than just trying to do it on your own. This is the thing that a narcissist wants. He wants to isolate you from friends, from family, from support groups, because he knows if you get around these people that can actually speak truth into your life, you will actually stay resolute and stay free from the toxicity. So getting into groups, communities, people that actually understand. This is the piece is you need to make sure they understand. If they don't know anything about narcissistic abuse, 
that's great. I love you. You're a good friend. You're a good family member, but you don't get it. So I need to talk to someone that actually gets it. That's the whole piece. If you don't have someone that gets it, then oftentimes you might have misguidance or you might have people that get annoyed with you really quick because they don't understand why you're not moving on faster. The thing is you don't have to face this piece of the journey alone. Oftentimes you feel like you do. You feel like you're isolated and alone. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people going through this in the exact same way that you are. If we can get you connected to those people, that's going to help you even more stay no contact and continue to progress in your growth. Think about this as you might have like friends or family that you confide in about, you know, going to contact, about interacting, about the narcissistic abuse, and they're not able to support you the way that you should be supported because they get annoyed, they get frustrated. They're just like, why don't you just leave? Like, what's what's wrong? Like, why don't you get over it? It's been a year and it still hasn't been cleared in your mind. So as a result, like they're not really going to help. Doesn't mean they don't care. Doesn't mean they don't love you unless they're toxic too. But like, like the whole goal is like you want to get around people that understand this and know. Okay. Then you need to be able to prioritize your well-being. Okay. So the third thing I want you to understand is like if we don't focus on goals and moving you forward, you'll always be stuck in the past and looking at what was. And this is hard because a lot of times it'll be like, well, it seems so great. It seems so wonderful. We had all these good times, and you'll start to reminisce only about the good times. It's amazing, but your body automatically will not reminisce about the bad times. It won't go back and be like, yeah, it was really abusive. It was really awful. Your body just wants to be like, oh man, it was great. Like it likes to hide trauma. It likes to push it down and not actually deal with it because it thinks it's protecting you. In reality, oftentimes it's setting you up for more abuse because then you're like, well, maybe I should just go back. Maybe I should just interact. And you start to have um, your, your doubts and your fears about going to contact start to be like, well, maybe I should. And it starts to break down, okay? But when you start to focus on your self-care and healing, it starts moving you in a different direction besides going back to the narcissist. Like no contact just isn't about keeping this distance between you and the other person. It's about emotional healing. Remember I said at the beginning, it's about creating capacity for you to heal and for you to grow. So being able to invest time into self-care, into therapy, into coaching, into counseling, or into personal development activities that are helping you move in the direction that you want to go is absolutely essential. Like it helps you reconnect with your passions, with your interests, and to visualize a future without that toxic person in it. This is hard because you still have pieces of love and care and things like that going to this person. I get it. But the whole goal is like we have to help you work through this process of staying strong when you go no contact. All right, one of the last things I want to leave you with, and this has been a hack that we've used multiple times, it's worked great for a lot of people, is when you want to break no contact, tell yourself in your mind, that's okay. Say for a moment, that's okay. I just have to do one thing first. What I want you to do is I want you to sit down at the kitchen table, I want you to pull out a blank sheet of paper, and I want you to write down 25 things that he did to you. How he abused you, how he gaslit you, how he lied, all those things. Write down 25 of them. Then at the bottom of the page, I want you to draw a line. Understand that if you're ready to get back and to communicate with them again, that you need to sign your name at the bottom of that page, signifying that you acknowledge and you accept all of the things written on the page to happen to you freely and you won't be upset about it. 
Now, I say that as a way to kind of like put a stark reminder of the things that happened in the relationship that were so negative. When you open up that contact again, you were telling the narcissist, I accept all those things and I willfully let you bring them back into my life because the abuse that happens when you go back will not start at the beginning. It will start at where you left off. And that will be the new baseline and it will continue to grow and grow and grow and be worse and worse after that. If we can be of any help keeping you no contact and helping you grow through that, please reach out for help. You can go to rawmotivations.com if you want to interact with me or one of my team one-on-one, or you can go to claritychallenge.net to be able to start a process that we've systematically broken down to help you stay no contact by rewiring your mindset so that you don't open that door again, so that you keep it locked, keep it bolted for that person, and you start to actually invest in you and in your growth.